Welcome to the Empowered Homes podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to be a resource to connect church and home by growing strong families. Hey, this is Bobby. On this episode, it's super special. Got my good friend, Josh Griffin. Interviewed him about his manhood weekend. He took his youngest son on. I just heard about it through social media. I saw him posting and I was like, man, I want to talk to him uh, about this tradition that he he does with all his his kids. And it's just a really fun interview. Um, we talk about, you know, all the ins and outs of a manhood weekend. It's kind of that rite of passage. You know, he had the sex talk and, and talked about all that stuff. He, he got to have some incredible experiences with his son and uh, they traveled and, and had a good time. And so the heart behind the, the manhood weekend is is really to create a moment uh, with your with your child. And he does an incredible job. You'll enjoy the interview. If you want more information on rites of passage or manhood, womanhood weekends, there's more resources on empoweredhomes.org. Josh Griffin. Welcome, man. Thanks, dude. It's great to be on the show. I appreciate it, Bobby. Yeah, so pumped to have you on the show, Josh. Um, I've known you for a few years now. Um, you, uh, man, you've been in youth ministry for how many years? Yeah, I've done youth ministry for 20-something years now and uh, served at a big church in Southern California where we live now yeah. and a church in Michigan. And now uh, I run a company called Download Youth Ministry to help youth pastors and parents and small group leaders all over the country. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I met you through Download Youth Ministry and it's just been fun just to see God use that just ministry in a, a amazing way. Um, it just, it's been so fun just being around you and getting to know you the last couple of years, man. Uh, aside from ministry and all that stuff, what about your family? You got a family, you got wife, Kids, I do. Uh, I married my college sweetheart, and we've been married for 23 years. And uh, we have four kids. They're actually all teenagers now, which is crazy. Mm. We have a senior in high school, a sophomore, a freshman, and a seventh grader as well. So we basically have a small youth group right in my own home. It's pretty great. <laughs> that's, that's incredible, man. That's so cool. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've, I've heard you and others say, like, you, you did youth ministry for so long, and you were an expert on teenagers until when? Oh, until, until I had teenagers, yeah. and now I know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even sure I should be on the show today, Bobby. That's <laughs> oh, man. No, you're, you're awesome, man. Well, the reason I wanted you on the show, um, a, a few weeks, I guess a few months ago, um, I follow you on social media and um, just keep track of all the fun stuff you do and your encouragement. And you posted a story of you and I think it was, your, was it your youngest son? Yeah. Our youngest son. Yep. Yeah. And you guys were doing something. Um, you were, you, you traveled and, um, you're kind of doing a weekend away. Um, what do you call that? Like, what do you call that with? Yeah. Him? So a long time ago, my, my dad took me away for a weekend trip and he just said, we're going to learn about like guy stuff and girls and how, where babies come from and everything. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we went, we lived in Texas at the time and, uh, we went to a, um, a hotel in Dallas. We had a long weekend and we would do fun stuff. Like we went go-karting and then we talked about, you know, girls. And then we went putt-putting 
and we talked about sex. I, I don't know why putt putt and sex were related right there, but anyhow, <laughs> the uh, it, it was just this amazing like rite of passage moment from my childhood, my young teenage years, that I said I want to do something like that for my kids. And so the, a month ago, I took my youngest son Jaden. He's the fourth of our four kids, and I took him on what we now call a man trip. And everyone says goodbye to the boy mm. and because he's going to come back as a man. And wow. so I just plan a really fun, just a couple of days away over a weekend. I happen to be speaking in uh, West Texas. And so we flew into West Texas and then into Lubbock. And then we took a couple of days. We had a long drive into Dallas and we stayed at a hotel and we did the same thing. We went go-karting and, we went to arcades and we just ate great food and we had the most intentional conversations where anything and everything was on the table. Um, and it was, it's a, it's a rite of passage that each of our kids has done now. Mm. It happened to all, all of them being Dallas. It's kind of funny, but, um, <laughs> it just worked out that way. Uh, except for my daughter, she went with my wife on a three day cruise to Mexico. So they found like a last minute cheap cruise deal. Yeah. And her and uh, my daughter and my wife went away for their uh, their their woman trip. Um, but here's here's how it works. It's really simple. There is no question that's off limits. So if you want to ask about anything, you can ask. And don't be well. I'm not going to be embarrassed by anything. Like whatever you say, whatever I'm going to tell you stuff that you might know. I'm going to tell you stuff you don't know. Um, and some of it might feel gross or weird or awkward. But we're gonna nothing's off the table and this is really important stuff that I want you to know in, in, in this case as a, as a young man. Mm. So man trip, um, has been a, it was one of several rite of passages in our family and that I cannot recommend highly enough. Wow. It was so good for my son and I's relationship. You know, we just turn off our phones and technology and we're just together. We're laughing, we're talking, it's awkward, it's silly. Um, but it's incredible. Yeah. Now I'd give you one warning right out of the gate. I would say, you know, the sex talk with your kids, um, isn't just one talk. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, a yeah. whole bunch of conversations over a lot of years, but this is kind of like in our family, this is the way that we, we kind of christened the sex talk. This is when we first really brought it up and gave details. Now my wife is funny cause she's an RN, she's a nurse. And so, <laughs> She talks very, very like clearly and articulately about the biology of the body. So she, she, you know, our kids are not unfamiliar with some of those words. Like yeah. she would say, you know, uh, uh, the penis goes into the vagina, and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, I can't. You yeah. know, I'm like the the stick goes in the zipper. You know, I don't know what yeah, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so our kids, it's not like the only conversation, but it was it was a rich time of talking about a whole bunch of subjects in addition to just sex. Uh, we talked about respect and pornography and mm. um, objectifying people and honor and integrity. And like we brought up and, and it was, it was life changing for me as a dad. And I think it was pretty helpful for my son too. Wow. And that's, so just thinking about my own kids, like how, how'd you know they were ready? Did you have a set time? Like, Hey, when they're 13 or, you know, did you have a plan before or yeah. was it just, I, I, I sense it's time. Like, 
Tell me about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I would say this: a lot of people like they are realizing that adolescence and childhood and all that is changing dramatically. And so maybe, maybe they're thinking earlier rather than later. I would agree with that on a broad scale, but I would say this: each of your kids is different. Um, every family and home is different. And so you need to do what's right for you and what's right for that individual kid. That's you good. don't parent all your kids the same way. So I would say, don't make a big rule. Like we're going to do this when everybody turns 12 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, listen to your kid and, and think about where they're at. So with my oldest, we, we, Hey, we was 10 and it was really early, but it was the right time. And my second born, it was probably, he's probably 11 and a half. Okay. Um, but because he has an older brother, we might've been a little late on that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then with Jaden, the trip we just finished, he actually just turned 13 and it was the right time for him and it was great. Yeah. So I would okay. just say it's a highly subjective number, but but err on the side of sooner rather than later. Yeah. So if I'm a parent listening, I'm not like trying to look at my calendar and be like, okay, they turn 11 here or whatever, but just sensing yeah. sensing really when you feel like they're ready, but just be prepared. Um, and how long, I mean, you you have to plan at some point, but like, when did you, yeah. when did you know, we're like, okay. I think it's time. And then you start planning. Like, what was the gap between that? Like six months? Yeah, that's or, a good question. Or, yeah, I would say about six months in, my wife nudged me and said, hey, I think he's I think he's ready. And I'm like, all right, let me listen and look. And I was like, yeah, he's ready. Let's look at the calendar. And then it was like, oh, summer, you know. And it just turned out to be like a right around his 13th birthday happened to be the ideal time. Perfect. Um, so I would say, yeah, about... Yeah. You know, and, and that's where a good communication with your spouse matters so much. You know, you're in this as a team for, for many of the context listening. Um, you know, single parenting is incredibly hard. You yeah. have to, you know, that is a, that is a job. I'm so proud of those uh, moms or dads that do that. But if you're parenting as a team, this is a great chance to push back or, or agree and, you know, make the call that this is the moment. And, and then we plan the trip and it was simple. We just said, Hey, we're going to, be in Lubbock for a day. We're going to drive to Dallas. That's going to give us a six hour road mm. trip together. And I, we pull out all the stops. So every time we stop for gas, we're stopping for snacks. Nice. And so, you know, I have an agenda for each day. We had some, um, audio CDs from folks in the family called preparing for adolescence that we'd use with my older kids that were helpful. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't think you have to, you know, there's other great resources from homeward, I actually kind of feel like I want to write some because it's been such a good experience for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of tools out there. But honestly, we just didn't have a huge agenda. I just knew I wanted to accomplish these, you know, five or six subjects and pillars and let the conversation go. And with each kid, it was very different. So um, set out some objectives, set out some fun things. One, one thing we did was we called it All You Can Meet. And it was a day where all three meals had to be eaten off of the bone, like cavemen, you know? Nice. So we did, we did a wing place for like an early lunch. We did a rib at a Texas barbecue joint for dinner. And we did some late night, something or another with uh, T-bones. Like it was a, it was a little over the top. I, my heart is not in a good place (laughs) after that much red meat. Uh, that's awesome, man. (laughs) But it was just fun. Like, and he tells his brothers, we did all you can meet. And we went go-karting at the fastest go-karts in Texas. And, and then 
but he also said, and I learned some crazy stuff and, yeah. you know, we almost have this like relationship that's at a different level now mm. because, you know, for an older generation, the sex talk and talk about girls and porn, either they didn't have it or it was the most awkward, painful, like, all right, you do understand how, how it works? Okay. See you later. And yeah. that's, you know, that's the end of, and this was a really free flowing Three days, nothing is off limits, and trust me, nothing was off limits. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah. Um, my my son's favorite moment. He goes, um, "How long?" I tell him about you know whatever sex and his mom, you know, <laughs> and he goes, "How long has this been going on in my house?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh. I said, "Well, like like uh, twenty three years, buddy." And he's like, when was the last time this happened? Wow. And I said, well, well, we left on Tuesday. It was, uh, it was Sunday and, uh, and Saturday, actually. It was a good weekend. And he's like, no, and like <laughs> screaming. And we, it was the greatest. Like, that, wow. That's had, awesome. We had inside jokes. We had laughter. We had, we had tender moments, too. We had poignant moments where I said, you know, son, and I've also done, I've worked with teenagers for a long time. And now you're my teenager. And I want to warn you about some of the things I've seen a lot of teenagers really hurt their marriage or really hurt their, their future sex life by looking at porn or mm. having sex before they were married. And so, I mean, it was the most hilarious and insightful and fun. I mean, we're closer at, at the end of this trip than at any other point. Like, Man. it's a rite of passage yeah. that my, my boy left a boy and he came back a man. Man, I love that. And you, you said like as a family, you say goodbye. Like how, how does that work? You know, do they know yeah. he, he's coming back as a man and uh, do oh, the, yeah. the old, and because yeah, the older siblings, do they get into it and, and encourage him to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They totally do. So oh, because man. he's the youngest, there was definitely this really fun, you know, wow, you're finally getting the talk and we remember our trips and I hope dad takes you to do this or whatever. Wow. So they, they literally said goodbye to him and they went off to school and he did school and came with me on the trip. So yeah. it was a, it's a fun moment where everybody's kind of in on it because he was the last kid. It didn't, didn't work that way with the oldest, but yeah. um, it was a really special one here at the end. Man. I mean, honestly, there's a bunch of rite of passages that I would recommend like, well, our, our second born son just got his driver's license and that was a huge rite of passage and we made it a really big deal. Um, our oldest son is, he's a senior, so he's looking at colleges and when he got his first college acceptance, we made that a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Like parenting goes so fast. Like I'm 45 years old. I was 20, 20 yesterday. And, you know, I have an 18 year old graduating high school and I just graduated high school yesterday. So yeah. it goes fast and yeah. the rites of passage are this deep breath moment where you look at your kids in the eyes and you say, you're growing up and you're becoming mm. a, a strong young woman or you're becoming a strong man. It's a chance for you to savor parenting. Like yeah. parenting is not, it's not easy, man. It. Uh, it stinks a lot of the time, but there are some moments that I think parents can celebrate 
and savor a little bit. And to me, those rite of passage moments, those are an easy win for everybody. And take the awkwardness out of it and just yeah. say, we're going to talk about everything and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, one of the things we say around here is like, we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. Like, you know, they're, yeah. they're, that we're raising them to be productive citizens and hopefully disciples that, that love Jesus and follow him. And, and so these rite of passage moments are, if we capture them, we leverage them for discipleship. And, and I love like the way you do it. And, you know, just thinking about my own experience, I never got to talk. Like I grew up in a rough, right. rough childhood. I learned everything through pornography. I learned everything through like friends of friends and all that stuff. And so, man, just thinking about if I had my dad or, or someone who, who cared about me, like walk this through me. There's so many stumbling things and failures that I had that could have been avoided if I had that. And so, um, exactly. One of the things, well, I'll throw out one more thing. Yeah. If it's okay. No, go for it. Um, there's a thing, there's a, a grandmother raising her grandson in our mm-hmm. church. We have a great relationship with their family. Um, I don't think he even knows who his dad is and his mom is having a ton of mental health issues. It's totally out of the picture. And so it's a grandma single parenting her grandson and just a couple weeks ago, after man trip with, uh, with my son, she had seen it on social media or something and said, Josh, you have a great relationship with this kid of hers. Would you like answer some questions for him? And if I give you permission, will you go have some of these conversations with him? And it was a privilege wow. with, with another you know, single parent, and she's in the thick of things, of course, to, um, to walk her son through some of those things as well. Now, I realize that's not for everybody. That happened to be a, a real privilege and gift that was given to me, special opportunity with the close relationship we have with the family. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that need to do this. Mm. And if they can't do it, find somebody who yeah. can at least take their kid to the movies or to McDonald's or whatever and say, hey, you know, I know that it's just you and your mom around the house. Is there a way that we can help and, and, or, or do you have any questions about like guys and girls and sex and whatever? And like, and make sure that obviously you have that, that type of relationship yeah, and yeah. that explicit permission. Yeah, yeah. But it was a privilege to have kind of like a mini man trip with, um, with a young man who doesn't have that strong male role model in his life either. Yeah. And, um, keep that door open for further conversation as well. Absolutely. And that's so good. And especially, you know, listening, if you are a single, single parent, just know that there's people in, in your church that, um, and men who, who would love to, to help, you know, it's awkward, you know, to ask and, and to do that. But I pray boldness that, that you would, would do that. I wish, you know, I had someone that, that did that for me and, but I'm excited. I get to do it for my boys, you know, and exactly. Uh, you could start uh, right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have that. So w- one last deal talking about the man trip, um, you know, what, is there a defining moment that like, you know, one of my buddies, he's a, a Marine and, and he was a, a captain and led all these other Marines and a theme that he would um, say with his men were like, they never found that approval or never, their dads never really told them that they loved them and, and they never really knew when they were a man. And so what he does with his boys is he asks them, he says, when will you know you're a man? And he says, and his boys re- reply back to him, when you tell me. 
And so is there a moment on the man trip where you like say, hey, you are now a man and here's how I'm going to treat you differently? Or how does that play out on the trip? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, you know, I, I think in the plane, you know, we, we happen to fly somewhere. I don't think it has to be something like, like that. But on the plane ride back, you know, we kind of put a little button on the whole trip and just say, you know, this is it. The man trip's coming to an end. You're walking back in as a man and mm. shake his hand. And, um, and that kind of symbolized the end. We didn't have a formal, like, certificate or medal <laughs> yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Although I wish we'd done something, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, to me, it was that the last few moments as we're like, okay, you know, you're heading back to the real world and we're, you know, this is how it works. And, and um, it's a really powerful moment between a, a parent and a child that I cannot recommend highly enough. Yeah. Um, one, other, one other aside, just for kicks, um, we were watching a, a Disney movie the other night. And ever since my kids were little, I always, whenever the Disney logo or the Pixar logo or, you know, Lucasfilm comes up on the screen, I always lean over to them and I tell them I love them. Um, and I just yeah. say, you know, hey, I love, whenever I see that logo, which has been a lot, <laughs> yeah. um, I just make sure my kids hear their dad telling them yeah. that I love you. And so That's if you're good. a parent, you can't say that enough. And yeah. maybe that'll be a, a good visual trigger to remind you to say it out loud to your kids. They're so hungry for it and they need it so desperately. And they, they need to hear it, especially from dads, you know, the, the, the exactly. The, there's so many studies and statistics on the dad's voice and, and being able to say that and hearing and knowing that and it has nothing to do with their performance or what they do. It's just dad loves you. That's powerful, man. Well, you know, exactly. I, I can't wait to do the man trip with my boys. And one of the things just that a tip that I was given um, from uh, really just a friend, he, uh, he he's got – kids that are in college now and you talk about like that metal and, or like something that you give them. Um, what he did was, um, he bought pocket knives when the boys were like five or six. And so I'm from Texas. I carry a pocket knife most weekends and hunting and fishing. I always have a pocket knife. Well, he did the same thing, but he bought these knives when the boys were real young and he carried it. Um, and he, as he carried it, knowing that whenever they have that rite of passage, he was going to give that knife. But for all those years he carried it, every time he used it, he thought about the boys. He thought about, hey, this is for wow. us. Wow, that's and, awesome. And, and so I stole that, and now I have a knife that I know is Charlie's that I carry with me. And I got the exact same one for, for my youngest son that when I give Charlie his, I'm going to start carrying my youngest son's and just think about him. And every time I use it just to cut a line or just to have on me, I'm always thinking about him. And he's going to get that and know that I've carried this for years thinking about him and knowing that he was going to get this someday. And so – that's one thing I'm doing to add to to this. Super but, cool. Yeah, it's super fun. And, you know, not every kid, you may not be a hunter or fisher, and you may, you may need to find something different. And your kid may not even yeah, I was, yeah, care I about it. I was thinking it. with my kids, I, I probably need, like, an Xbox controller yeah, or something that I engrave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it's not for everybody, but that, that that's something that we're doing. And I'm excited and to, to give that to them. Well, Josh, man, thank you so much for sharing about uh, man week or man weekend. And um, one last question. I asked this to pretty much everybody that's been on the show. 
that I've interviewed is, you know, if you're a parent listening, and I hope that you understand the importance of these rite of passage ceremonies or moments, and just if you don't have one planned, get one on uh, get one on the calendar figure out a way to leverage these moments for discipleship for sure but if you're listening and and you're like okay maybe i'm at a place where life is crazy life is nuts um i I don't even know what to do tonight if you could get in front of a parent and say here's one thing you can do in your home to to disciple to love to encourage like if you can give parents some advice for one thing they can do tonight when they get home what would that be? Yeah, that's a great question. And I totally get it. Like our house is filled with four teenagers. We're all going different directions. And man, I, I get that. Life is crazy. Um, one thing I would say is, is fight for good discussion. So mm-hmm. around the dinner table, if you can, uh, and those are getting fewer in our house than ever before, which is tragic. But um there's a natural animosity between teenagers and parents and that's, it's supposed to be that way. That's actually healthy and good because they're becoming adults. So that tension is rising, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're becoming their own independent adults. So they're resisting your leadership in the home. So that's normal and okay. Um, but fight for good discussion. Like every night my kids are ready to jump up from the table or run off to this or I got homework to do or I, whatever it is. And we fight intentionally just to keep the lines of communication open. And so tonight when you come home and you're exhausted from work and you're outnumbered by your kids and whatever, I would say, you know, fight for a good question beyond the like, you know, yes or no beyond the, my day was good and um, push hard to, to build that relationship every single day, even into their older years when it gets even more difficult, it's going to pay off for years to come. Man, that's good. Fight for those conversations for sure. And I'll, I'll add one more tip to that from Steve argue. He says the, the three words that he uses often in his, in his house is tell me more. And so ask a question and then do a follow up with tell me more. And, uh, man, thank you so much for your time, Josh. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Um, if you want more information, we'll have links and stuff on this podcast and, uh, you'll, you can find more information on empoweredhomes.org. Thanks for listening to the Empowered Homes podcast. For more content and information to connect church and home, please visit empoweredhomes.org.